You are listening to Social Bees Radio, where we put the honey in the honey pots. I'm your director, the Rickster, and if you ever wanted to know everything and anything about Web3, crypto, or NFTs, you're in the right place. So fasten your seatbelt, get ready, and let's get started. Well, big good afternoon, uh, or good evening, or good morning, depending upon where in the world you are. Uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity today to uh, allow you to watch the Swarm Unplug. We're very excited today. We got uh, one of our DAO members of the Social Bees community, uh, the, the DAO. And uh, I'm super excited, and I'm really just going to jump right into this. It's Brian Harper. He has an absolutely marvelous uh, program that he's worked on, a uh, platform e-commerce related to crypto. And I'm just going to bring him right on and get right to the meat of what he is doing. And you are going to be uh, surprised, elated. Your mouth is going to drop open if you don't know anything about his project. This is a way... Uh, for us to move the crypto adoption uh, to the real public in a very big way. Welcome, Brian. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Richter. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Doing fantastic. Uh, did have a couple opportunities to uh, catch you on a few of the live streams uh, in Twitter. Uh, I know that uh, on the T-Ray show that your platform uh, was announced and they went over some of the particulars of it in your absence. But I want you here today in person to tell us about <laughs> your project and how it actually began, you know, it started. What, what, what was the motivating reason that you started this project? Uh, we have to go back a couple of years to the beginning, if that's okay. To, that's fine. Hey, it's your okay. platform. I think people will be very interested in hearing, you know, where this first began. Yeah, uh, my, my motivation. It it came from uh, our old friend Ray of Light when he introduced me to uh, what became the bees uh, a little over two years ago. And it, in introducing me to it, he showed me the Opus ID app and how it worked to uh, support the partners on Opus and earn OS coins. And when he explained to me what that was all about, um, he got my interest right away because the way he described it to me was the app and the blockchain implementation that Opus was doing would allow people to anywhere with a phone to mine this OS coin and that eventually it would be made ready uh, for commerce and people would be able to spend the coin and that individually we would be able to reach out and help specific individuals that were mining the coin um, if we wanted to and, and it was it, it it originally gave me a, a peek into uh being able to directly reach out and help somebody. And the way that I described it to my wife when we were considering it was 
if I had a friend someplace in, say, South America or Mexico, or a friend of a friend or whatever, someone that, that needed help, say, to buy a goat so that they would have, you know, milk for the family, I could get in touch with that person and decide if I wanted to help them. And if I did, I could give them directly, lend them the funds to buy that goat. I wouldn't have to go through to find some charity to interface with, to have take, you know, half the money or more before it actually got to be a goat in this man's backyard or this person's backyard. And that really lit a fire under me because one of the things that we have been dealing with uh, over the years is how to minimize the overhead that is extracted from charitable donations that we make before the money actually gets to the intended beneficiary, whether that be an individual or a community or disaster relief or, or anything, uh, because we were painfully aware of the overhead that these charities suffer raising funds to help people. So I saw this as an answer to that. And I got involved with the project and it evolved slowly and it's, it's beginning now to come to the point where it's going to actually be live and, and come to fruition uh, through the use of a new coin that was introduced, uh, again, prior to the bees. This was pre preceded the bees themselves. And that's N2. Um, so now what we're looking forward to in the very near future is people with the Opus ID app that have been earning this OS coin to be able to use that coin and the app to now mine M2. M2 is a real token on the blockchain that has real world value. It's listed on uh, CoinGecko, for mm -hmm. example. Yep. And um, it's, a, it's a very strong, stable, fair coin that is designed to become a transactional coin to be used in commerce. I mean, that was the idea behind it. Now, all of a sudden, now we've got two out of three pieces, right? We've got mm -hmm. the piece where the individuals themselves can uh, earn the OS. They are going to be able to mine the M2. So now they're going to have a wallet with M2 in it that has the dollar value. So let's say that they've got $10 worth of M2 in their, in their wallet, on their app, on their phone. Now, who, now, what do they do now? How do they spend it? Who, who, who's going to take it? Well, that issue was early on discussed in brief. And basically it was, if there's commerce to be done, someone will figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. So. Well, uh, I have a question that, that uh, in my mind, I'm not sure I understand if at this point in time, or what is your expectation where the M2 token uh, can or will be mined using the Opus app? Oh, they, they've stated that it will occur at the point where the value of each M2 reaches 10 cents. Okay. So at that point, uh, that will be enabled on the phones mm -hmm. and people will be able to start collecting that M2 into their app, into the wallet. The Opus ID app is actually a wallet. Okay. So 
then we then we get to the point of how, how do they spend it? What do they do with it? I mean, they probably you know the typically the individuals that are that I'm thinking of. Okay, now let's go back to the guy in Mexico that wants to go. Okay, uh, he probably doesn't have a bank account. Certainly doesn't have a checking account. He may not have any access to any kind of financial institutions at all in the way where he's living. So he's transacting on a local level with the businesses that are in his community, whether it's via a merchant that sells groceries or uh, vendors that sell their, their fruits and vegetables or their or fish or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're, typically these, you know, these communities exist on a fairly closed basis from a financial standpoint when they're, they're small and underserved and underdeveloped. So, but they do have, they have cell phones. And believe it or not, these people have cell phones. Um, so what they're gonna be able to, what they need to be able to do is spend that in too. So how, how, how they accomplished that was TPD. Nobody, you know, nobody, there wasn't a solution presented at the time, okay? So in my misspent youth, I spent a few years living in a very small town in Mexico. Okay. Uh, which is kind of why the reference when I, when I brought it up. But during my time there, uh, I got to know the thing. The, we were the only Americans in town and we got to know everybody pretty much. So the town was actually, uh, economically, it was driven by three families. And they owned grocery stores, they owned the ranches, they owned the cows, the milk, the goats, the cheese, and then they provided them to their store. People came in and bought from them. They brought product in from La Paz, which was about 100 miles away, to stock the stores. And so the people in the town, that's, that's where they shopped. They didn't go 100 miles to La Paz to shop on a regular basis. So... Those people have the wherewithal to try and figure out how to take this coin from these people. But the solution was to be able to make anybody a vendor, quote unquote, a merchant, quote unquote. What about the taxi drivers? What about the people that own the little restaurants? The, the, the professor who is a teacher and, and he owns a, he's got a little a pool hall and he sells beer. And there's uh, fishermen that, that fish for a living. And then what do they do with their fish? Well, they can exchange it for pesos. But then you got a closed system, right? You got to have pesos to do to buy something. So what I came up with was uh, I became aware of the ENS domains, uh, which are .eth domains. And what those domains do is they give you an English language uh address yeah, for your yeah. crypto as opposed to uh, whatever it is a 46 digit character you know, string of gobbledygook that we all deal with day to day now so that was cool but what's even better is that you can give people individual accounts with that east domain name so for example rickster m2 cash dot east would replace your wallet address okay so literally somebody could type in rickster.m2cash.eth and send you crypto okay or i give you a qr code 
they can scan the QR code. And that does the lifting. It opens up your wallet to send you the, the money to you. And all I have to do is, is pick a, a, a coin and how much they're going to send you, and boom, they're done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that opened my eyes because now I'm thinking, all I got to do is get these people QR codes mm-hmm. or these these addresses. So we put together uh, the the business to do that. We started making them available to the bees earlier this month. Uh, and we've had a great response. We're very, very happy to death with the, the V's themselves and the support that they're get, they've given us. But the reason that we want to do this this way is because if we go back to that little town where the three families have the the the, the economy pretty much sewn up and uh, all to themselves. Now they can afford to pay me fifty dollars for five years to have a name and a QR code. So people can pay them M2, all right? Hey, problem solved, right? Well, in my mind, that's only half the problem. Because now all I've done is I've perpetuated the the economic control that these families have over this community. Right. Okay. So that's not what I want to do. I mean, it, it, is, it is what I want to do. I mean, I want people to be able to, to spend the M2 when they get it, right? Because this does, letting them mine that M2 does two things. It, it, it gives them disposable income that they never had, right? Let's go with the worst case scenario. These people live at subsistence living, okay? Now they've got a second income. It's disposable. And they're not dependent on the crop necessarily to, to live or die. So, and that's kind of an extreme example, but. You, you get my drift. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how do I how how do we how do we avoid just perpetuating a current economic situation that isn't fair to everybody uh, in that community? Well, we give them for free their own QR codes and their own name, so that the taxi driver has a QR code. Maria's restaurant that where she actually eat in her backyard, she has a QR code. I can spend my M two at Maria's to get lunch. Nice. Okay, I can spend my M2 to take a taxi to La Paz to buy some cheaper groceries so I don't have to buy from the Martinez family or whatever. Okay, so now you've created uh, a thriving economy potentially through the use of M2, the OPEZ ID app, and these QR codes and short names. And it's not just doable. It has to be done. I mean, I, I don't just feel excited. I feel compelled at this point to make this happen. So the idea, ultimately, this is this is what my plan is to do. That is to continue to sell uh, this facility to developed countries and charge for it. And the profits. My partners and I uh, have agreed that we're going to we're going to take those profits, and we're going to use them to give the QR codes away to people that can't afford them, and even people that can. Uh, the the three families with the, like the that I mentioned, my example families that run the economy, got the grocery stores and stuff. We're going to give it to them too. We're, they can afford it, but we're just going to give it to them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, from what I'm I'm seeing as it looks today. 
you didn't stop there. You literally took it to the next level. And that's very exciting where you've also introduced other cryptocurrencies within this same model or uh, e-commerce or commerce uh, design. And that's quite interesting. I mean, t tell me or us what point you said, all right, fine, I've got a concept, I've got a model, I've got some developers. Uh, now let's, let's expand that uh, outside of only the M2 to the other available cryptocurrencies that people may have outside of M2. That, that to me is pretty dynamic jump. This is, yeah, this is the beauty of the thing from the standpoint of, of a market for the product. And that is that uh, we're not, you're not limited to M2 with these things, right? There's over 150 different cryptocurrencies that, uh, that we support with these names and QR codes. It's up to the merchant to choose what they want to take in this instance, right? Mm -hmm. The ultimate goal is the M2, right? But the driving force behind it is all the other crypto. Mm -hmm. Because if 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 I walk into, uh, oh, uh, to get a haircut. Yeah. Right? And there's a there's a sign on the road with a QR code that says, we take Bitcoin. And I got Bitcoin. I can pay for my haircut with Bitcoin. Or we take ETH, or we take Doge. Doge is fine. We support that too. Uh, and that's become a transactional currency in some instances that people are aware of, like with uh, Dallas Mavericks and uh, Tesla. <laughs> I, I can't, I, I don't know how much Doge it would take to buy a Tesla, but I don't want to do the math either. <laughs> well, the question that comes to my mind is uh, a merchant that is somewhat dependent upon a full-blown uh, computer system, this can be integrated through API or that's the next phase to be developed where it can be incorporated into his, you know, traditional uh, payment systems? There will be ways that we can do that. Uh, we, we haven't really gone there at this point. I am very familiar with that uh, uh, merchant services is what, uh, what we would be talking about in that situation. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, uh, basically uh, the, the, who, the the company, the services that allow you to walk into a store and slide your card right. uh, to pay for things, whether it's a debit card or a credit card. Uh, the situation, the, the big difference between the two uh, structures that we're talking about here is that what I have described up to now is pure peer-to-peer -peer transactions. Okay. Whereas I deal directly with you and pay for whatever it is you're charging me for Got right it. now the other model is to pay you i use paypal uh you swipe my credit card i put my credit card into your website that credit card then actually goes to a third party that verifies that you've got the funds and authorizes the transaction tells the merchant the merchant said you're going to get your money from this guy go ahead and give him the sandwich Right, but it right. costs money. That's the that's the difference. It's, it's it costs money. lots of money. Okay, it every transaction it costs, it costs uh, equipment fees. There's electricity. There's internet. I mean, you know, there's everything to, involved there. Uh, we we've eliminated all that. It, it's peer to peer. There's no third party. Plus, 
one of the one of the worst things that you have to deal with as a merchant is chargebacks with credit mm -hmm. cards. When you get a disgruntled a disgruntled customer, well, guess what? Visa goes to bat for that customer. Oh yes. Okay, because they're they're Visa's customer. They're, they're they're not considered to be your customer at this point, right? You go to Visa and say that sandwich was rotten. I want my money back. Visa's going to come to you and say, huh, "This guy wants his money back. Uh, can you give us a reason not to give it to him and take it back from you?" Oh, well, I, I I fought that battle many a day. Know it know it so well. Uh, jumping back a little bit on the multiple currencies uh, at this point, and um, and the question is, will it be expanded to other? uh blockchains aside from we'll say the ethereum blockchain for example uh there's a huge community out there with the ripple net you know ripples ripple net and uh, maybe uh stella's or an ibm blockchain uh what's your plan in in incorporating additional blockchains uh other blockchains uh can and will be incorporated in the future okay. uh in in the way that we operate right now is we, we support four different blockchains, okay? Doge is its own blockchain. Right. Bitcoin is its own blockchain. Litecoin is its own blockchain, okay? And then the ERC-20 tokens, which is the Ethereum blockchain, and all of the ERC-20 tokens we currently support. Now, to, in order to support another blockchain, it's simply adding an additional uh, translator or a different QR code to okay. support, say, uh, Polygon or Solara or AVAX or you know some of the other change chains. That will be driven by demand. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, if the, if there's a demand for it, then we'll we'll, we'll do our best to support it. At this point. We hit all the high spots, okay. right? Uh, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Litecoin, and all Ethereum-based coins, ERC-20 coins. Right. So um, that, that, that's where we're at. I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty good launch pad, I think. Oh, I think it's phenomenal. I mean, you know, if you said, well, we're just going to do Ethereum, I think you're, you're losing ground. And, and the other three that you've chosen are certainly high up in the rankings of coins associated with those blockchains. So I, I think you made a wise choice in that regard. Excellent. Well, it wasn't it wasn't just a choice. It was what is currently supported by the infrastructure that we have available to us. Ah, okay. Okay. So to, uh, additions to it will require upgrades to infrastructure, but that, that will come with demand, mm -hmm. right? So, um, we're well positioned. We're, we're very comfortable with where we're at. And, and again, the ultimate goal is, hey, if we can only handle 70% of the marketplace, that's still going to support our ultimate goal, which is to empower all those communities around the world to be able to transact uh, into. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Uh, I've got a, uh, a short video that you have on your website, which... Uh, I think it's entitled how to take crypto payments using uh, my m2 cash uh followed up with uh, no returns no chargebacks no <laughs> no fees no, no middleman exactly. just you and the customer yeah <laughs> i'm gonna bring us back into the green room i'm gonna get this thing rolling it's pretty short it's about four and a half minutes 
uh, I think uh, it'll be a good point to show, you know, the world how easy you've made this based upon the mobile app that, you know, you've got, whether it's, you know, fully developed or it's just in its insipid stages, but I definitely want to share and show this. So give us okay. a second here, we'll get back into this and we'll bring this up here. Okay, a short how-to video for collecting payments from customers and other individuals if you're a business or an individual using the service. Uh, the custom QR codes that we produce are scannable by crypto wallets that people have on their phones like the one you're looking at. I have four wallets here uh, for demonstration purposes. Uh, your customers will have one or more of the same wallets, maybe a couple of other types out that are available as well. But they all have the ability to scan and make payments. So log into the account and we will go to send Bitcoin in this case. This is a trust wallet. You can see there's several different coins that it supports. All of the coins actually that uh, we also support over 150 Ethereum coins uh, as we point out on the site. Anyway, they select Bitcoin if that's what they're gonna pay you with. They get then an option for the recipient address. They can paste in the name of your business that we give you that's associated with the m2cash.eth domain, or they can scan it by tapping the little icon next to the word paste there. And that's how Trust Wallet works. Next, we'll hop into our Doge Wallet. Doge is really cool. Uh, all you do is hit the little paw, scan QR code to make a payment now. It couldn't be simpler. So that's your Doge people. Um, Bitcoin.com also has a very nice little feature just to scan a QR code. You can scan it from here. Uh, you can see the icon there next to the bell. Or they can go into the wallet and hit the send and get the scan a QR code, or they can link to a wallet that they already have uh, installed or connected at this point. That's it, it's that easy. One more that we wanna show you, that is MetaMask. And MetaMask, uh, we're gonna use this one to show you how easy it is to go through the payment process. Uh, it's the same for most of them, but uh, we're gonna do it here. Uh, this is a test account, I just have a little bit of Ethereum, and zero USDT in there. USDT is a dollar pegged stable coin, they're called, and they're going to be worth right around a dollar within a few, a few hundreds uh, at any given time. Anyway, your customer would just use the scan up there in the right corner, the little blue square with the blue corners on it, and scan a QR code. We're going to do that now. The QR code that's on the MyM2 Cash site, it's that quick. It loads the send function, inserts the address that is associated with that QR code, the wallet address, verifies it, gives it a green check if it's good to go. Your customer would then hit next. He would select the coin that he's, wants, he's going to pay you. This will be the coin that you accepted, obviously. And there are two ways to enter an amount here. Um, you can enter the number of USDT to pay or the number of dollars to pay. So if we switch it by tapping there and we put in $25 here, then that comes to 25.06692 USDT. 
because the USDT is worth just slightly less than a dollar. Anyway, it's that easy. Your customer would then uh, tap next and move on. There's insufficient funds, but at this point, uh, they would be asked to conf confirm the transaction. They would confirm it, and the money would be sent to you, your account, the recipient account, immediately. No fees, no chargebacks, no fraud, because you're face-to-face -face with the customer at this point, and uh, they walk out of the store happy. Uh, refunds, of course, are between you and the customer, but again, no chargebacks, no middleman, no one ever touches your crypto, and no fees. You pay no fees ever beyond this, the account subscription fee that you paid to get the account. Thank you very much for your attention. Oh, that was pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Uh, love the fact that, uh, you know, the four or five different wallets you have are all earmarked specific to the token that you have. Uh, and of course, if you have MetaMask and you've got a variety of different uh, token assets in that, well, then you can use that one for uh, across the board. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Uh, and you can add other blockchains to your MetaMask wallet as well. Right. Uh, so right. you could you could support like you were talking about Ripple or, or some other some other chain's currency if uh, if and when that actually comes about or when I should say that comes about it's bound to happen. But, well, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, when is the official launch date? Uh, is that something that's uh, you can release with us here? Or we we've been on a soft we call we call a soft launch. Uh -huh. Just just with the, the bees community this month, uh, that is coming to an end uh, midnight tomorrow tonight tomorrow. What day is it? Tuesday. Today is Wednesday. Midnight. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. And tomorrow's the no. Today's the thirty first. Yeah. <laughs> midnight tonight, and the soft launch is over. <laughs> All right. Now let's ask a couple questions. I do uh, have the link up, which is my m two cash dot com. Uh, if uh, someone were to go there, uh, you actually have an application uh, to open an account. And from what I'm understanding, it's a five-year account. Uh, are you offering from now till midnight uh, any sort of a coupon code or discount for those that want to jump on board here within the next uh, 11 hours? Uh, we sure did. It's 50% off, which makes it $25 for five years. That's the only, the only charge. Um, and that's for bees. So if you, if, if you put bees in, we're asked if, if you have a coupon code, you'll get 50% off till midnight. That's right. Um, so let's, let's make sure everybody is absolutely aware of that. And I'm going to just jump into the uh, screen here. Uh, let's see if I can pull this off. Uh, that's going to be Chrome. And I'm going to say, I think it's this share screen right here. So this is the app, actual application. And uh, I did get there from mym2cash.com. Right under the QR code, you've got a get your account now. And if I click that link, it takes us to a basic application. Uh, first uh, name, email address. Um, I guess please enter your requested account names here, and you want a few of them to make sure that they are available. Yeah, we're having to do this manually right now. Uh, when we roll out to the public, it'll be automated. 
Okay. But right now we have to manually make sure that the name's available before we take your money. All right. And then here is where you would enter. Uh, is it case sensitive? No, it's not. All right. So you'd enter in B's here uh, from now until midnight. And the $50 fee for five years will be reduced to $25. That's correct. <clears throat> Amazing. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So let me stop. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, how do I stop my screens right here? Have a sip of water. Yeah. Oh, I got the stage to myself. Thanks, everybody, for coming. I'd appreciate it. I covered for you. I was just thanking everybody for coming. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, getting me my uh, my coffee sip to... Uh, appease my uh, my throat <coughs> excuse me i think uh down here in florida <coughs> since the ninth uh going from like 95 outside to like 65 inside and back and forth and back and it's hard to adjust my body so yeah. I'm, blaming, I'm blaming it on the ac systems <laughs> <laughs> why not yeah. but uh i think uh this is a phenomenal platform uh, I'm very excited. <coughs> Hang on one second. Here, go ahead. Um, Got it. Uh, nothing like choking on live stream. <laughs> hey, real life. We're doing it real life here, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just as uh, my typical disclaimer here, we like to tell people this is not financial advice. It's for entertainment purposes only. And I think... Uh, that we have been absolutely more than entertained today and uh wishing you the greatest success in your project and uh, i'm a, i'm a supporter of it so if anything that i can Thank do you. to help facilitate this out there you know to a bigger scale uh i'm here just let me know what we can do and uh the only thing that i'd like to say is that we're getting ready to thank you craig we're getting ready to open this up to the public. Now, when I do that, I'm going to be advertising to small business owners. Okay. Now, names are unique. So there's only, like it says on the website, there's only going to be one Bob Spikes. Okay. Right? Second person is going to have to be Bob Spike number two or something like that. So I'm encouraging people that see this even after today. Um, you might want to, you know, get on your horse and, and get your name reserved, um, because when the when they when they start coming, uh, uh, they're going to go. The names are going to go fast. Now we're going to be introducing some other domain names. Uh, we have this is uh, I'll drop a nugget for you here. Uh, we also have takescrypto.eth. So Rickster takescrypto.eth. Okay. We also have accepts crypto.eth. So Richter accepts crypto.eth. So those are going to be uh, rolled out over the next month. Okay. Um, and it's, it's going to be the same situation, first come, first serve. You know, if you, if you wanted to make sure you get your business name, your personal name, your handle, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, it, it, it can be your personal name. It can be your Twitter handle. It can be whatever you want, right. but there's only one. 
So now, now, what happens if somebody does have already purchased a .eth domain name? Um, are there can that be used outside of your? I'm going to call it a sub domain of the uh, M2 Cash. If a business or an individual has purchased their own .eth domain, they don't need us. They have everything we have. Hmm. So if you had rickster.eth, that's it. That's all you need. <coughs> that's it? That's it. That's it. And that, you, just, you just assign that as your primary uh, account name. Uh, when you buy it, and and that's it, Rickster.eth. Okay, it's that simple. That it, that sounds simple, <laughs> but we'll be glad to help you when you get started with that. If you don't, you know, if you don't know what to do with it, or how, right. how to set that up. Is there is there a underlying benefit uh, to using one of your uh, domain names? Well, you don't have to do anything technical. It's all done for you. Okay, uh, you don't have to, you know. You don't have to manage that side of the house. Let's put it that way. Uh, we, you know, we we make it as simple as possible. And if somebody wants to set up their business, uh, you know, with their own .eth domain name, we're happy to help you with that. I mean, the idea is adoption. It's not necessarily. I mean, it, this is everybody in the pool time. Okay, if somebody comes to us and say, "Hey, we'd like to do what you're doing," Uh, we, we, we want to be able to use our, our .eth domain name just like you're doing yours so that our our members, our people, our community can have this service. But with our domain name, will, will you help us? You bet we'll help you. Not only that, we'll, we'll get you set up with the software that we're developing to help you manage that and, and carry it forward. This is, well, I want to say it again, this is like everybody this. in the pool. <laughs> we're not trying to hold on to anything or make any exclusivity here. We want everybody doing it. Well, that, that was the question. Um, if you're developing a, a, a software platform, uh, that's something above and beyond just owning a .eth domain name. Well, if you're going to do this, then, you know, if you're going to take, if somebody's going to send you money, you're going to have to be able to see it arrive, right? So you can let them walk out with the sandwich. Uh-huh. Well, our software will, will provide the, that as part of the portal. Okay. So we haven't, seen, we haven't seen your software yet. Correct? No, okay. no, no, no. If this is, um, we're, we're developing at an, at an enterprise scale right. for the software. And, and, uh, and anybody has access to that. Once it gets developed and you're willing to share that with the world. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. My God. Who could ask for anything more? I mean, that, that is commendable. Well, why wouldn't we? I mean, I, I can't. I can't imagine why we would try to try to you know keep this in, to ourselves. I mean, that's no, just... no. But of course, there are some you know expenses in design and development that you know you would might you know want to you know recoup that uh, at some level. But you know the, the way you're hearing. Oh, about listen, it. listen. Okay, listen. Let me let me be honest with you. If McDonald's comes to us and says, "Hey, we want to use your software because we want to do McDonald's.eth." And we want to be able to, you know, give people, you know, uh, a, a McDonald's name, and it's, and we want to use your software. I want to say, well, pony up, boys, you're paying freight, okay? <laughs> of if if the Red Cross comes to me and says, hey, we really want to be able to use your your software to help our 
you know, help us do this and that and cut our expenses to collect money and things of that nature, you get it for free. Nice. Okay. So it's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be our call, but we're going to make it available wherever we can at no charge. But we're going to have to have people like McDonald's. I mean, that's a dream, right? But let's just mm -hmm. keep it in, keep it in there anyway. Uh, they're going to have to pay the freight for a Red Cross, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. So wow. amazing. Brian, I want to thank you for uh, your time today. Uh, if there's any last minute uh, comments, remarks, statement that you'd like to leave, um, you know, our, our viewers, what might that be? Uh, my heartfelt thanks to everybody for the support, the encouragement, the enthusiasm for the project. We love it and we appreciate it from everybody. The bees are the best people I've ever known. Wow. Well, again, thank you. Thank you. We're just about up on our time. Uh, again, uh, I was so happy to be able to uh, convince you. I know I had to twist your arm a couple times to be on the show today, but uh, fantastic uh, show. I love the the project that you're working on and, and absolutely you. wish you the best and success. And let me know if there's anything I or anybody can do. I mean, get it, you know, get it out there with specifics. Hey, I need A, B, C, D. And you've got the support from all of us to do that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the time and the, and the offer and all the support, everybody. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, guys and gals, uh, till next week. Uh, thank you again for supporting and watching the Swarm Unplugged. And we'll see you next Wednesday at 12 noon. You have been listening to Social Bees Radio where we put the honey in the honey pots. Make sure to check out our next episode of Social Bees Radio. Till then, signing off. <laughs>